Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hi guys, so I am here with a very special guest. She's been very kind to agree to be on here. I'm not going to say her name because it's anonymous, but this person is a client of mine and she has recovered from bulimia and she's doing great, fantastic, but she still has normal issues, of course, but um, she's agreed to be on the podcast. So I'd like to welcome her. Hello, so-and-so, I can't say your name. (laughs) Thank you for being (laughs) with us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we'll just take it away. Uh, we were both talking about it beforehand. We're both like slightly nervous. I'm nervous because this is my first client interview on a podcast. And I don't know, I, just you, you're nervous for normal reasons too. Yeah. But um, just tell us a bit about your story. So let's go all the way back. Tell us a bit about your story with bulimia. Like how did it all start? Just yep. give us the full rundown. Okay, so um, my bulimia didn't start until I was 14. Uh, I'm now 28, so 14 years ago. Um, But I think my issues with food started a lot earlier. So I'd say probably from the age of six onwards, um, I had an unhealthy relationship with food. I think it started, I I gained some weight around that age, around the age of six. Um, I was probably overweight if you went by BMI and my family, a few members of my family would make comments, um, things like giving my sister two biscuits and me one, Mm -hmm. and um, food being restricted around me, um, and just comments really things like I needed to watch what I was eating. So as a six-year-old, although I wasn't really introduced into diet culture, there was this association that being overweight was not a good thing um and I think my my dad left when I was a bit younger I think I was four when my dad left and conversations with my mum she said before that time I was outgoing I was you know would talk to anybody um but after my dad left I, I it was around the time I started school so going into school all of a sudden I became shy um a bit reserved, found it a bit difficult to make friends straight away. So I think from a very early age, I I also became a people pleaser. So I had a very small group of friends and I felt that was probably around the time where my issues with self-esteem started just at four years old. Um, And then a couple of years later, adding in the issues with being overweight as a child, putting those two things together. and then as I got a bit older, um, I think I must have been around eight or nine, uh, I discovered that I could make myself sick. Um, and although I didn't use that as a way to lose weight, I was aware that I could do that from the age of eight. Um, mm. So it, it was, I, I would overeat and sometimes I would it would just come up by itself. So I'd be sick without having to do anything. Um, and I think having that there, when when I was introduced to diet culture and when it became, when I was a young teenager and um, peer pressure and that kind of thing, knowing that I could do that, I think made me predisposition to 
um, fall into bulimia a bit easier than maybe for somebody else. Um, yeah. but, did you know about bulimia when you started doing that or? Um, I did. So actually I, I knew about anorexia more. So I, I was 13 or 14 and I was on an active diet. So I was trying to lose weight because I was the biggest one out of my friendship group. I was shy. I felt I felt ugly, actually. And um, I felt that being smaller would solve all my problems. I would be more confident. People would like me more and everything would magically just be perfect. So I went on a diet when I was I, th I think I was 12, actually. Um, I'd skip lunch. I wouldn't eat lunch at school. Um, but then through the restriction, um, I would end up binging. Um, and, and initially I didn't purge, but I would have that immense guilt about doing that. And then I would restrict again. So that cycle was already in place at the age of 12. Um, and I used to go on the... Um, pro-anorexia websites I discovered them at I think yeah maybe 13 years old I discovered the pro-anorexia websites and that's kind of what I was aiming for um, to lose as much weight as possible and mm -hmm. that's sort of where the term bulimia became familiar to me because there was mention of it on there um, but it wasn't until I was 13 14 and and I binged in in a big way and then I don't know where the thought came from, but it was knowing that in the past I had made myself sick and, and I just thought, oh, I can get rid of the food and there'll be no damage done to my diet. And it was surprisingly easy to do that. And although I felt guilty afterwards and I vowed I'd never do it again, it was only a couple of days later that, again, after restricting and eating, I think 500 calories a day of that, then I binged. And then that cycle um, quickly became um, something that I did all the time. And at that time, I wasn't really thinking about the health consequences. As, for, as a 14-year-old, you, you don't. Um, I was thinking more of this is the best thing ever. I can eat whatever I want and, and then I can be sick. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's done. Um, and... Or I, I used to get faint. I think that's the only side effect I had at that point was if I had restricted quite heavily and then I binged and it, I, I guess the electrolyte imbalance made me um, faint. And But I was losing weight, so it was working and I lost weight quite quickly. Um, so I think at the age of 14, I, I lost maybe a, a, about three stone. And then all of a sudden, people were giving me positive comments. So they were saying I looked good. Um, I, I was more confident and it, it, it fit my narrative that being smaller was better um, because I was getting that positive reinforcement from people and um, my confidence was increasing. So I, I started to rely on this way of living um, to stay confident, to stay what I thought was likable um, being in a smaller body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just it's like a slippery slope, and then that's all yeah. thing that becomes valuable. Um, so I, I did that for a couple of years. I got away with it. Nobody knew I was doing it. I hadn't told anybody. Um, and it was when I was sixteen. So after two years of this, that my family had noticed I'd lost weight, of course, but I wasn't underweight. So it wasn't, you know, they weren't really worried about me. I don't think. Um, and I managed to 
hide it successfully until one day when I was 16 and my my mum discovered that I um, was sick um, and she didn't know much about bulimia she didn't really know anything about it at all so she was very angry at me um, and and took me straight down to the doctors to tell them what I'd done um, and they referred me on to a, a child psychologist so um, I went but I wasn't ready to speak to anybody about it I just wanted to get on with it and carry on doing it um, and I was really angry actually that somebody was forcing me to speak about it when I just really wasn't ready to at that time um, so mm-hmm. that yeah I was 16 when 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 I did that and I came away from that and just kind of said I was better and I, I wasn't I just got better at hiding it and finding other ways to um carry on with the binging and purging without being caught and it it went to extreme lengths actually of being sick in bushes into bags and hiding it in the bin Mm -hmm. it was really quite there yeah it was it was bad but it was the only way I could carry on doing it and I was stuck in this cycle even at that young age it was like I couldn't get out of it um and I think it wasn't until I got my first relationship when I was 17 that I I was still bulimic but I wasn't being sick every day so there was a period of time for maybe a year or so where I was it was like maybe a few times a week but then I gained weight through not I was still overeating but not purging so I, I gained weight and then I became unconfident again so it was just reinforcing that whole being bigger you're unconfident and you don't feel very good about yourself um and it it, it kind of yo-yoed a bit I I think I ended up getting back being overweight um and then fell pregnant with my first son so during pregnancy I was able to stop completely purging um but I did massively overeat and I gained a lot of weight in that first pregnancy just from the sheer amount I was eating um so I wasn't healthy in any way um and when my son was born um that was in 2012 he 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 changed my he changed my life for the better but I was I was still very overweight I was I was hiding in the house we didn't go out because of how I felt about myself Um, and I gained even more weight just from comfort eating at home and um, I think maybe for the first couple of months I I wasn't purging but I was definitely binging Um, and then I did one of the shake diets um, very low calorie restrictive and I lost weight again very quickly I think I lost four stone in in about four months Um, and again I felt great I felt like it, it was just reinforcing that thing again of the being smaller you feel good people like you you're you're, com- you're confident um but it's not sustainable so it, the bulimia quickly came back um and then again I was relying on on the binging and purging to maintain a lower weight um and it that carried on for a number of years um I separated from my um, my son's dad and uh, moved into a house on my own so it was just me and my son at that time and um, 
he would go to his dad's every weekend and it was like I had nobody watching over me I could do exactly what I wanted I could buy what food I wanted I could binge and, and nobody would know I could be sick as many times as I wanted and it, it got pretty bad actually um, that I was doing it multiple times a day um, binging and purging and weight going down again um, and um, then I met my current partner at that time um, that year actually so 2013 I met him and he moved in quite quickly um, and I did another diet uh, because I was adamant at this time I didn't want to be bulimic anymore um, I kind of got to a place where I, I didn't want to carry on binging and purging I wanted to sort it out but I thought the way to do that was another diet um, so I did another diet lost some weight felt good um, but I just couldn't keep it off so I I just did not know how to eat properly um, eat proper meals um, so it was all or nothing it was either I was dieting or I was binging and purging yeah just um, this extremes exactly and um, I went back to bulimia again and I had to hide it from him because he at that time he had no idea that I ever suffered with an eating disorder at all um, so I had to go to great lengths again to hide it and it was getting increasingly worse and then in the end my mum and my sister knew that I was struggling again just I think they by that point it had been so many years that they just knew just by how I was I was withdrawn socially I didn't want to see people um, I was secretive so they they knew at that point that I was struggling and um, told him and that really helped because I all of a sudden had somebody else that I could speak to about it. Um, and although he's never had any issues with food or anything like that, he it it was nice to have that support there all the time if I needed to speak to him. And he could pick up as well if 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 I was struggling just by my mood, I think. So it helped, um, but it didn't stop my behaviour. So I carried on. Um, binging and purging uh, but with his awareness it meant that I had to um, like I had to go to even greater lengths to hide it so uh, this is uh, I would drive out in my car I would go to multiple fast food drive throughs um, and then I would purge in my car because that was the only way I could do it at that time mm. um, and, I, and I did that more and more frequently I started purging at work um, anywhere I could get away with it because it it became harder to do it in the house but when he was there and obviously the children would get my 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 eldest son was getting older so it it was like a sheer desperation it's like I couldn't stop this behavior but it was harder to do it um and it it, it just affected my entire life because it took out so many hours of my day trying to uphold like a, a normal life and and have all my responsibilities be a mum be a partner go to work have relationships friends family and have bulimia um so yeah, I'd often it's like a whole nother partner to take care of yeah it's a whole other life exactly yeah so it, it it wasn't sustainable and that I just broke down one day and I just said I just can't do this anymore um, so I, I went back and had some counselling, which helped a little bit initially. 
um and there were days where there were weeks where I'd go without purging and it felt good but it, it felt like I was always it, it felt really difficult to maintain this it was like I was had to put my all into recovery and, and the urges fighting the urges to binge and purge and it wasn't getting any better um and eventually I went back to bulimia again um and this time I lost weight rapidly to the point that I actually became anorexic um through the amount that I was binging and purging so it it wasn't although I was of anorexic weight I wouldn't really relate to the behaviors of anorexia so I wasn't I wasn't restricting in that I I wasn't eating I was eating a lot but I was just purging a lot too mm-hmm. um so I think it was so bad that it, I was eating everything I was eating I was um purging every day um and I that that's when the physical side effects became really quite bad so um I was cold all the time I would faint all the time um I couldn't feel emotion at all. I was just a shell. I couldn't have conversations. I didn't look forward to anything. Um, I was just skin and bone. And and I'd walk down the street and I'd get looks all the time from people. Um, And although I felt good in that I'd achieved something that I had previously strived to achieve like I was a size a very low size my weight was really low I was still wasn't happy Mm. um and I think that's also when I realized there's no amount of weight that I could lose and and obtain this happiness that I'd been seeking it just wasn't possible um and I knew I would die and there was one time where I had just purged and I was very faint and my heart, I had irregular heartbeat um, and my heart was going, I could feel it. And I just genuinely thought that was it, that I was, it, I was going to have a heart attack or something. And I just remember sitting there in my bedroom, writing down on my phone what I wanted for my son and what, wow. um, it was awful because I hadn't got a will in place, but I just had this feeling that, I didn't have very long left that that's how bad it was um and that was sort of the turning point from being underweight for me that I knew that I needed to gain weight if I wanted to live um so again <laughs> I started eating more and I gained some weight and that was really difficult for me because um as most people with an eating disorder it's the fear of the weight gain and and that was a reality and it was very very difficult to accept so I was still kind of controlling what I ate so I'm to make sure I didn't gain too much weight um and then I ended up sort of in a position where I was back to a healthy weight but it was still being managed by bulimia um yeah it's like it's just kind of it got a lot better but it still wasn't quite there yeah, I wasn't da- in a dangerous place. I mean, though, when I was of an anorexic weight, I it that was when the doctors took me seriously. They were, it was at the point where I was going to have to go inpatient 
if I didn't gain weight and I didn't want that for my son um I wanted my life um so I knew that I I had to do that um and it's a shame that that wasn't enough at that time for me to then fully recover but I think I still hadn't let go of this idea of perfectionism and of of valuing myself by my weight so that was still there and I think that's what kept me trapped and although I wasn't on death's door I was still bulimic um and that continued for another until this year really where I I was sort of wanting to recover but at the same time constantly going back to bulimia and it, it was exhausting because I had another child by this point so um I had another son in in 2018 so trying to be a mum to two boys work be a partner do all these things and have bulimia again it I was constantly overwhelmed constantly burnt out um and then at the same time using food to cope with the, these emotions it was just a vicious circle all the time and it, it just this year it got to the point where I just knew I, I just couldn't do it anymore um I wanted to live I wanted my life and I wanted a, a fulfilled life not not kind of a semi living state where I'm getting by but I'm not happy um I'm, I don't look forward to anything it's just trying to keep my head above water all the time and I this year especially with what's happened um this year's taught us that anything can happen mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd always believed up until this year that I this is my life I'm stuck with believe me there's no way I can recover it's impossible but with what's happened this year and we've had to live a way that maybe before we thought we wasn't possible that it started to make me think maybe I can change things and I've got the power to do that um and that's that's a really amazing 2020 perspective yeah yeah so that's kind of what led me to take recovery more seriously and, and approach it from a different way because I've tried to recover in the past and I've always aim for some kind of perfect recovery so any setback would just send me right back and I'd say to myself oh I knew you couldn't do it and you'll never recover and I was really mean to myself all the time and that I think didn't help me um and I still very (laughs) much valued my my weight um as my self-worth so those two things I think I had good intentions but they kept me back where I was because um it's impossible to be perfect and that's what I was trying to do is trying to have a perfect diet a perfect day and if I didn't it was black or white it was either a good day or a bad day and um I think the amount of guilt that I felt if I didn't have a good day was enough to lead me back to binging um so changing my perspective on that really I think was one of the main reasons why I was able to stop binging and purging and not go back to it. Um, And I've not binged and purged now for, um, I think, nearly three months. And that's with no diet. I'm not dieting. I'm not restricting. I'm not doing anything at all other than just I'm not binging and purging. And it's easy now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking the other day, and it's kind of kind of like you just wouldn't go back to that. It just doesn't no. seem like it's an option. Um, no. I'd love to say like thank you for sharing all that. I am. Um, it's interesting for me because we've been coaching together for a while now, but uh, we kind of just went in and focused on the present and focused yeah. on the now. And I knew some of your history, but I didn't know a lot of that. And so, <laughs> I, which it's it's great to hear. And um, thank you for sharing that story. That's intense. And uh, yeah. I, I could say one thing: don't um, don't beat yourself up for that moment you had in in like a you were kind of felt like you were near death right and that wasn't mm-hmm. enough for you I heard you say and yeah I mean maybe it wasn't but I just don't think you had all the, the right tools and mm-hmm. all the information like you said but I think it like you, it, you're right it was a turning point for you so just don't yeah. um <laughs> if I could say one thing don't don't look back at yourself and beat yourself up for that it's just kind of you did the best you could with what you had yeah but, I think I just feel sad for that time of my life it's um uh, it it was just pure desperation and um it it was it's sad how quick that I got to that that place as well from from you know just o- only a few months between kind of sustaining life with bulimia to being anorexic having heart palpitations all the time and constantly wondering whether you'll wake up the next day it it's scary um Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm proud that I pulled myself out of that, even if I wasn't able to go the full way. Um, if I hadn't have done what I did then, then there's no way that I would be talking right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and you kind of answered some of the questions I had in mind, kind of, it seems like you really went over what part of life did believe me impact the most. And I'd say, yeah. just from you talking, it's kind of like your relationships, you're not, and I think the biggest thing probably was your lack of enjoyment for life, right? Yeah. It's just like, like you said, living a shell life. But um, I would love to hear then, I, I kind of, I guess we know why you decided to recover, just like you mm-hmm. can't do this anymore. But um, what what led you here? Like, <laughs> how did you find me? I guess I should ask. And why yeah. did you decide to do that? So for a while, I've used social media, it's Instagram to... I I just look at quotes and follow accounts that were on the recovery journey and um it it led me to a podcast so it it wasn't your podcast initially it was another one but it was similar um and it and it and it um focused on habit so about um with not necessarily bulimia but just with dieting and um intuitive eating that kind of thing with with building good habits um and then that's where I found your podcast so I think it came up as a recommended based on what I'd searched and I listened to the first episode I think it was and it just resonated with me completely and it is like I from the months leading up to that I had been sort of trying to recover but again, just aiming for some kind of perfection and still not really letting go of that restrictive eating. So I had to have a plan. I was only eating foods that I felt I was safe to eat. Um, mm. I still had a lot of rules with food. And I think it was when I started listening to your podcast that I sort of realised that that's what's been holding me back is that I'm still living by so many rules restrictive eating dieting and not 
being more compassionate towards myself and trying to address those things it it just changed my perspective on, on and how I should approach recovery um it's completely different to anything I've ever read before I've read all the other books um and they they may have had an impact for a week or two but it I think I've I've mentioned to you before it's when that motivation wears off which is what I was worried about when when I started the the coaching was that mm-hmm. I'd get a few weeks in and the motivation would go and then I'd go back to it or it become it suddenly become really difficult um but it didn't and I I could say 100% now that 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 won't be the case because my the way I think about it is completely different to how I thought about it ever in the past um and the difference now is that I take accountability for my choices and before I feel like I always played victim I would sometimes even use it as an excuse to not do things or to kind of wallow in it um but being accountable and and reminding myself that nobody at any point in my whole eating disorder history has made me binge and purge I've made that decision every single time there's nobody that stood over me and said you need to do you've got to do that and taking responsibility for it and and knowing that I have a choice always even if I've binged five times that day I can still choose to not do it again Uh, and Mm -hmm. it just kind of went against everything that I've always believed so I've always had all or nothing mindset where if I binged once that was the whole day ruined I might as well just carry on and start again tomorrow it's the same with dieting it's like if you go away from your dieting rules it's like oh I've, I've done it now I'll just carry on and start again on Monday or when it seems like it would be more convenient to start again and just challenging those thoughts and and trying something different it's just been completely life-changing and I'm I'm so grateful for finding the podcast and and taking the time to challenge my own beliefs and thoughts um, has I believe been the main factor of what's led me to full recovery Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you said the accountability piece of that because people take that and they think that holding themselves accountable means they should kind of beat themselves up over it, but it's different. Um, you took responsibility for your actions and realizing you have a choice. And I think that's so empowering and yeah. such a key piece that people are missing is that you always have a choice. Mm-hmm. And then you said it before and just now too, the perfectionism piece. It's like a once you have had uh, more compassion for yourself, even if you messed up and it wasn't perfect, you knew that you weren't going to treat yourself like trash afterwards. Yeah. And you knew that it's okay. Like you can pick it back up. Yeah, that's it. And I think it, it was uncomfortable at first because it's just completely alien, not something that comes naturally to me to be nice to myself. But as time's gone on, it's got easier. Um, and then combined with the actual habit of binging and purging it's now effortless like I it it doesn't even come into my brain at all um to if if I do something that would have previously been 
against my rules like I don't know eat more chocolate than I I should have eaten or I ate slightly past fullness I don't then automatically think okay just go back in the kitchen and carry on eating and then start again tomorrow whereas that would be exactly what I would have done every time before um so it's a time thing as well so initially it's uncomfortable and it 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 takes some time to it to become more natural um and I, I I'm now at a point where it is and I never thought I'd be at that point mm, that's amazing um and then I think for the habit and bulimia it was that was a that was the first piece we covered but then afterwards I think it was the struggle of like um being uncomfortable with your body changing a little bit and like mm -hmm. intuitive eating and that kind of stuff can you tell us how you dealt with that so I I I knew that I would probably gain some weight and I I accepted that and although it was uncomfortable I won't lie and say that it's been easy it has been hard but I just stepped away from the scales I've worn comfortable clothes um and I I always had in my head that weight gain just wouldn't stop if I allowed myself to eat what I wanted when I wanted um following loosely intuitive eating that I would just continue gaining weight and it wouldn't stop um and that was a fear that always held me back but the reality is that they did stop um and it the first few weeks it, it felt like a lot and it was difficult mm -hmm. but but it 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 didn't make me want to to go back to binging and purging because I knew that if I did that I would just end up at this point again in a month or two's time when I decide I've had uh, I want to try recovery again it's always the same um and it it I I, I think the majority of it was my body um not knowing what to do with the food and, and not knowing when I was going to what I was going to do next whether I was going to binge or deprive it again so I think I just held on to a lot of food and I was also eating things that I'd avoided I'd avoided eating for so many years mm -hmm. that naturally my body didn't know how to process them and and just knowing that and being more compassionate about that rather than just seeing the weight gain as a negative thing um allowed me to accept it more and I knew it was worth it and although I had in my head that it might not stop and and I could be in a position where I carried on gaining and gaining and gaining sticking that out allowed me to see that that wasn't reality and it and it did slow down and stop um, and although I don't weigh myself um, I just feel I feel it in my clothes I've, I've not had to go up dress sizes or anything like that and I think if I had had to have done that then I was I was also prepared for that so um it's I think there's still a loose tie there between seeing weight gain as a negative thing but I'm definitely nicer to myself about it and I'm still working on that and it's getting better as time goes on so I'm hopeful that a few months or next year however long it takes that that will only um get better 
Yeah, the more and more you work on that, the better it will get. But I, I love that you made that distinction in the very end there that even if I had gained more weight than anticipated, I was prepared for it. And yeah. we, we obviously would have talked about that too. But yeah, um, and the, the biggest thing that I think I've told you before and tell a lot of people is that like, even if you gain weight, it's not permanent. Like you can decide later on if you would like to lose weight or not. But yeah. I think the beauty that you found is loving yourself no matter what is above all else of the most important for recovery yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah I <laughs> you've come such a long way and I remember I remember those first few weeks and kind of the weight gain and like you you not necessarily being convinced that it was going to stop mm-hmm. and that was but you stuck it through and you should be really proud of that that was a hard moment for sure yeah it it, it was difficult that there were days where I questioned is is this is this what I want to do but it nothing would make me turn back to that and weight doesn't define you and you are a lot more than your weight so just in the the couple of months of being recovered um, I'm more present with my children with my partner I laugh I'm happy Uh, life isn't perfect but I'm I'm there for it and I can feel it and even though I can't I don't numb out from the negative emotions they don't feel as bad because I feel like I can handle them much more when I don't have bulimia on my shoulder as well as all my other responsibilities so it it is so worth it and even if I'd gained much more weight than what I have it would still be worth it mm-hmm. Well, you said something interesting uh, the other day about Christmas and the fact that like the it had, the ch- plans had changed drastically because mm-hmm. of lockdowns, all that sort of stuff. And I thought it was so great that you said I, I felt kind of angry and upset about it, but yeah. food wasn't really what I turned to. I just kind of felt the emotion. I don't know if you use those exact words, but that that's a sign to me that you know, you're actually feeling the good and the bad. And that's yeah. amazing. It's, you're actually able to handle it. Yeah, it, it didn't even come into my, my head at all to turn to food. Um, it, I felt extreme upset and, and, and anger actually at the situation. Um, but there was not even a tiny thought of that's binge or, um, you know, that's eat to, to numb out from it. Um, so that is I've come such a long way because that would have been my I would have been in the cupboard straight away um before I even let the emotion build so um and the another thing is that the emotion subsides so the next day I was perfectly fine again um so just riding out those negative emotions because inevitably you will have times where you're stressed or upset um or angry and you might get temporary relief from food but when the emotions come back which they always do they're they're worse because then you've got the added um you know bulimia I guess the the come down from from having a binge and purge added into the equation um whereas staying not doing that and just riding out the emotion it it just feels so much better um, and less extreme um, and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just 
I when I think about it I just think I just can't believe that I don't it just doesn't come into my head anymore it's it's just it's gone <laughs> yeah it's because you're a different person yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I always say um even if even if you did let's say struggle with bulimia again like you would be a different person you'd handle it completely different with people which is something yeah. I talk a lot because fear of relapse is a, a real thing um and thinking about it from the sense of like okay even if you did which I don't think it's likely like you'd still be able to handle it in a completely different way you pick yourself back up in a different yeah. way it'd be amazing yeah definitely I think the the self-compassion that I've learned and I'm taking much more time to be aware of of that and and be kinder to myself I think if there was a time where bulimia came back into my life then that I would it would be much easier to to get back out of it because of that having that skill um and and just being kinder to to myself would be it would just make things easier to um not feel so guilty and dragged down and and kind of trapped again because the choice is always there to to change Mm -hmm. yeah you've really get taken away the power from bulimia I think is the big yeah. thing like it doesn't seem I think before when you fall into bulimia you think it's this uncontrollable thing and now if you were to fall into bulimia again you know what it really is it's like um the wizard wizard of Oz you know yeah <laughs> he's behind the green curtain you think he's like this crazy powerful thing and then you realize it's just like a man <laughs> like pulling the strings and yeah. you can easily say no yeah, that's it. And that, that that's the biggest part of, as to why it's been effortless. Uh, the easiest part for me has not been binging and purging, which is the bit that I struggled for for 14 years every day. Um, that's been the easiest part because changing my the way I think about bulimia and my eating disorder has been enough to stop me from doing it. Just knowing that I have that control and I have choice regardless of whatever happens in life no matter how much stress I'm faced with um I don't have to choose bulimia mm -hmm. oh my gosh I'm smiling right now I feel like <laughs> I feel so happy it's I'm, I'm really happy for you that's amazing um and I know I feel like we could talk for a long time but I would love for you to just say like we've covered it a lot so maybe you'll just yeah. repeat something you said but what advice would you give to someone struggling with bulimia right now who's maybe in that place of like not even believing that they can recover i think i would i would just say you can recover um i was bulimic for 14 years and and, and most of that i spent binging and purging multiple times a day um and i believe for many years that full recovery wasn't possible um and it is it, it really is and you have the choice to change your life you you can do it now right now you you can stop um and it doesn't matter how bad it is or what's what else is going on in your life you you can choose to never binge and purge again um it, it's uncomfortable and, and you may have setbacks and that's okay um nothing's perfect you, you'll never be perfect and i can tell you that life without bulimia is so worth it and is not perfect and 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 I still have stress and arguments and um, things that happen in life that that was still there before, when I was bulimic. But the way I deal with it is completely different now. And I 
I can tell you hand on my heart that life without bulimia is is the best thing you will ever do oh that's amazing I love the hand on my heart like I can tell you yes yeah now I feel so strongly about it because I for so many years was I just felt trapped and stuck and nobody understood and that was it my life forever and there was no way I was getting getting better I felt like I tried everything um it was hopeless but it was just the way that I was approaching it was was what was holding me back and dieting is what I think started my bulimia um the restricted being restrictive and letting go of that is a key element even if it's scary um it's a key element to to getting better because restriction the deprivation eventually for me anyway always led back to binging um and just that 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 horrible cycle um so letting go of that is really hard but it's one of the key things for me that enabled me to really recover um yeah and I think you were able to let go of that a little bit because you realize there's more to life to put it simply yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. because it's it's finding your value that isn't in weight and like you can you can lose weight if you want to but you first got to or you first have to love you for you which yeah obviously is everyone's journey like I still struggle with that sometimes myself so it's it's up and down but well thank you for sharing all that that was fantastic I'm sure everyone listening really appreciated your vulnerability and um and going back to that place I know that you're strong and you can handle it and Mm -hmm. you're a different person now but I'm sure that was difficult a little bit so thank you thank you Mm -hmm. I keep wanting guys it's really hard for me not to call (laughs) <laughs> this person by her name I keep wanting to say it <laughs> um, but thank you so and so for being on the podcast um, thank you for having me yeah <laughs> oh my goodness wasn't that awesome I was just listening to this because I was editing it a bit and I don't know it just kind of brought some tears to my eyes it was it was really amazing to hear this person's story again and everything that she's gone through and the fact that she has made such a difference in her life and I don't know, it's amazing. So I just wanted to wrap that up and thank her again on this podcast for being on the show. I'm just so brave and so strong. And uh, I hope that this has helped you guys realize that you have the potential to recover too. You're not alone, you're not crazy. Um, She recovered, I recovered, you can recover from bulimia. And whoever you seek out for help, I encourage you to just get the ball rolling. Of course, come get coaching from me if you want coaching from me. I'd love to work with you. You can do that on my website. But just take one action item today that you think would help you get closer to recovery, whether that's reaching out for something to someone for help or it's something else. But I promise you to just maybe start believing that you can recover. That will take you really far. Okay, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey, if you like this episode, you have to come check out the Binge Breakers Recovery course. If you're trying to recover from bulimia and you're sick of doing it alone and you feel like you've tried a lot of traditional therapies and it's not working with you, come join the course. Go to bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course.